1: We told ourselves, like, it's a risky business. We know because startup, it's always a risky business. Yeah. So it's like all in. You, do, right. like, you risk everything what you have. And we asked ourselves, okay, if you go bankrupt, are we sad? Of course we are sad. But do we feel that we haven't achieved anything? No, we feel that
0: we achieved a lot. My name is Espri Devorah. all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody? Hello. I am so excited to be here at tech Chill. Hi, Milda. Hi. (laughs) So we are going to be doing the Women in Tech podcast live. I am Esprit Divora. My name is Milda <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Milda founded an amazing company Vinted, and uh, are you ready to get on into it I hope so <laughs> all right so just a little bit about my background I am a Los Angeles entrepreneur I created we are la tech and in 2015 I launched the women in tech podcast and I've celebrated hundreds and hundreds of women around the world in over 50 countries now and I'm so excited to do this interview with you all right and I love tech chill this is my second time in latvia and um i just think this is amazing okay so first let's get started what is vintage just this super quick Uh introduction so
1: it's a global platform for i still want to say for girls but actually it's for all people to sell swap and and like clothing with each other so
0: and when you first started Vinted, it was a hobby yeah in for what year years. for the first two years it was a hobby and what year was that
1: sorry it what? was 2008 yeah. so
0: at what point in that journey when it was a hobby did it transition into becoming the goliath it is today how <sighs> oh, it happened yeah or like uh, at what, what was the moment where you're like oh uh, this isn't a hobby anymore uh, for the first two years we were like you no know, working
1: as a like we had normal jobs yeah in other like normal places and we considered this as a, as a hobby project but like time to time like all investors or other big players from Lithuania they started to call us and they say and offer a deal like you know could we buy you yeah. or could we invest in you and I was like you no. Know, why like you know because we were like doing our job of course we were growing like insane like 10 20 times per month and it was like no but it was like no for us it was self realization project right and not a, not a job and yeah and as soon as we got much more, like, each month we used to used to get the offer. We want to buy you or we want to invest in you. Right.
0: And then we said, okay. Wait, we want to buy or we want to invest in you. Yes. That's jumping way forward because it is so hard to get there. And it seems <laughs> completely unattainable. Let's bring it back for a second. Okay. How? What was the vision when you created Vinted? What, why create it? Why, oh, how did it was very selfish.
1: I wanted to, to have a platform. Like, uh, I wanted to open all the closets of other girls so i could browse i could pick and i could buy and then i could sell because i had very small closets so i know like a carousel you take one and then you remove other you know it's like you you, you circle (laughs) so selfish idea
0: (laughs) and okay so then you ran it for a couple years did you know anything about building websites at the time or no actually co-founder
1: like just as a colleague of mine so we met in a party at 2008 actually and at 2am at night i just told him about oh we have the idea and, you know, this is, like, you no know, for girls, like, to swap clothing. And he was very, like, you know, skeptic because he was really, like, he had one winter shoes and he said it's enough for him. But right. I was like, no, oh, I have too many. I don't even remember how many. Yeah. So, and he was a developer. Yeah. So he was responsible for development side, for programming, yeah. and me personally for marketing and for community. So so I didn't have to to write a code line, like, I never coded so it's like you know I managed to to, to be a Twindit without any technology experience
0: and you went from that hobby to being over a 200 million dollar company a day yeah. with 300 employees yeah. and sites worldwide you're in the US you're all over Europe I mean that's just really hard to grasp what would you say has been the most um, the biggest challenge that you've successfully overcome
1: uh, It depends whether you ask personal challenges or business challenges. So Let's do both. Why not? uh, Business thought was, anyway, as for most of the startups, what is your business model? (laughs) And we are happy that two years ago, we finally discovered after eight years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You discovered your business model after eight years? (laughs) Yeah, so this
1: is a startup thing. Yeah. And yeah, we were like almost on the bankrupt. And then like we said, okay, we have money in our bank account for maybe seven months and you not know what will happen next and voila (laughs) so we managed and we are growing like insane at the moment it's like the biggest growth so
0: let's marinate on that moment you were about to go bankrupt Uh and then and then what happened what did it look like how did you feel how did you how did you keep on persevering while with so much stress
1: Oh, that was a very difficult moment, I remember. Well, not the moment, that was the, the, maybe the last two years were super difficult because, well, you see that money is like going down yeah. and you don't, well, you, and you do lots of experiments and you still don't find a way how yeah. to monetize the, the, the
0: product. And but, how had you been funding it that whole time?
1: So usually investors used to find us. So it was like in our experience at the beginning, in the first six or seven, six six years, we never were looking for investors. They usually used to come to us and they say, "Okay, it's a nice project. We would like to join. Right. And only later we just made like, "No, okay." so it's like a strategic step. We need to decide to whom we should go. And so it was like more like a professional way. Uh, but before it was like more like not sponta- say spontaneous, but it was more about you no know, investors coming to us, not 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 us to them. Right? Um, yeah, and it was a pretty stressful time. And the lucky accident was that actually one guy said, "Okay, I'm going, coming to, for a couple of months to consult you," uh, and it turned out to be that he is our CEO. Uh, uh, He's like leading the company now. So he's he stayed in Lithuania, in Vilnius, and he's, he showed us the way actually how to how to find our business
0: model. And they say luck is involved, and it's also being it's, prepared for the opportunity when luck presents itself. It's a it's combination because luck that we found that person, and
1: later on, of course, it wasn't luck. It was lots of job and lots of work what we've what right. done. But you know that by like accident accident that that thomas came to us so it was like uh, like you 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 would look you could look for that person but you it would be very hard to find and here right. comes a guy who says okay in two months i'm going to to launch my own company but i will consult here yeah. so it's good that he never
0: left us so so you made it past bankruptcy yeah. miraculously with the right support and the right investors finding you and then um I mean, would you say that was the biggest challenge that you've overcome? It's not it's not about bankruptcy
1: because we were like we asked we told ourselves like it's a risky business. We know because start up it's always a risk business. Yeah. So it's like all in. You do, right. like, you risk everything what you have. Right. And we asked ourselves, okay, if you go bankrupt, are we sad? Of course we are sad, but do we feel that we haven't achieved anything? Right. No, we feel that we achieved a lot. We just improved the ecosystem of Lithuania. We We just learn so much by ourselves, and so it was like no. Even though we go bankrupt, it's still we don't we don't go out with zero. We 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 take lots of lots of experience with us, and so it's like no, we cannot value this like in, in money, any money.
0: And, um, okay. So now you're past bankruptcy and you're growing. What was the very first challenge that you had to do to scale? Uh, at this point, were you already in the U S or were you still mainly in Europe?
1: It was it was started related with Axel Partners, so with our first investors. And Axel Partners, if someone still doesn't know who they are, so it's like the ones who invested into Facebook, Dropbox, Spotify, Angry Birds. I'm not sure if I mentioned. So so those guys just said, okay, like you did a very good job, but they they knew about our parties and how yeah. Lithuania was launched in a party, how right. Germany was launched in a party. Uh, Czech Republic in you know, a party and they said, okay, let's now get back to business and right. let's prove that you have, that you can enter new markets as professionals, not a, not like a punks anymore. So that was one of the, one of the huge, uh, one of the biggest challenges that we had and I think that the main challenge was uh, us, our experience because what we saw, it's, it's, maybe it's my personal experience that you know, Vinted was growing much faster than I did, and right. the expertise that it needed to grow, like to expand the company, um, to lead the company, it was like you no, know, I was, I felt like very small, and Vinted looked so, so, so big, and the gap that existed, it always was like you no, know, very stressful. So, it was also about, you need to defeat your ego, uh, you need to admit that you don't know, like, you know, for co-founders, it's really, yeah. like, sometimes it's very difficult, because I'm co-founder, how come I can yeah. tell to everyone that I don't know? Well, I had to do that, and all of us had to do this, and we said, okay, let's l- learn from betters, and... Let's join. Let's other people who are better than us join yeah. the team. So it was actually one of the one of the best things that we have done.
0: There's two points that I really want to make sure that we address because I know it's really important to European entrepreneurs. And one thing is you brought up investors a lot, and sometimes it feels like we in the states have all the investment money. Um, You've made it sound like they're just fl- knocking at your door all the time <laughs> and it's so easy to get investment no. money. How can everybody in the audience right now go out? What do they need to do to raise capital to, move, to meet the right relationships?
1: There are very common questions that usually investors ask. So at that time, 10 years ago, or well not 10, maybe eight or seven years ago, it was a bit easier situation because it was still kind of a little bubble. So it was enough to, to show your growth and, oh, if you're growing, like, you're like Facebook, so it's okay. Don't think about monetization. We will think about this later. Right. And now the situation is a little bit, at least what I feel, is a little bit different. Now they ask, okay, how you're going to make money. So, but anyways, the question is going to be all the same. Like, you know, what, what value do you create, you know, and to whom? And always going to be one of the most important questions, who is in the team? And, and it's true.
0: It's not so much... The, it's more the team than the company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if, if everybody here doesn't have one relationship at all, what would be the very first step to create those relationships, would you say?
1: I don't know, because we played in a bit different scene. And it yeah. was... It was th- that's exactly because we didn't have that hunting experience. Yeah. And so I... I don't feel very comfortable to no, advise. I but on the other hand, what I see from my friends who have yeah. startups, so they go to lots of networking events, like you no know, tech chill, yeah. like there is an investor scene, or like you no know, you can pitch your idea. So I think, I think that I would do this. Yeah. You know, I don't know because we don't they didn't have such experience.
0: I think what you're saying. And this is so valuable is if you build something that, that solves a pain point that's high enough where you could see that the market really wants this thing kind of the same uh, way some other like female founders have done in the companies that they've built, investors will come flocking to you because they want to be a part of a growing marketplace, uh, of a growing industry, of a company that's, that's doing well. So really focusing on the value and solving that pain point. Yeah. Um, how did you grow to the US? How did you get past Lithuania into other markets?
1: So our second market was Germany, and was a party, as I mentioned. So it's, it was like couch surfing, just two girls, random girls from Germany, they arrived to Lithuania, to my colleague, Justas, And then he was coding at night, Vinted, and they yeah. was getting back from, uh, from the party, and say, oh, Justus, what are you doing here? And it was like, you was know, telling the idea, and he was, oh my God, we want to have this in Germany. It's a must thing. Right. So, and we said like, but sorry, we don't have money because it's, you know, we are, we don't earn money from that. Yeah. Because we are volunteering at this project. It was, we at that time, we called it project. And they said, we don't care.
0: We, we can work for free. We, you called uh, your company a project? Right? Yeah. I called my company a concept for a while. So, so very interesting. Yeah, yeah, so even
1: now, I, not, I still notice that I call it project just because I used <laughs> to, to call it project and not, not a company. So It's
0: scary to <laughs> say, I am a founder, right? Yeah. All that responsibility that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course it comes.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's with Germany and the Czech Republic, it was very similar. It's about parties. And then the next one was, I guess, France or Poland. One of them, like, it was one month difference. So, and how
0: did you get to the US?
1: To the US? Uh, first, we tried France, Poland, and then I said, okay, if you take the US market, then you are a true player. Yeah. So I cannot say we have the US, even though we have, like, a couple of millions of members there, But, but I don't feel confident to say that we are here, there, so... It's it's coming.
0: It's so funny because even though you're there, your since your expectations of yourself and your company are so high, it's sometimes it just you gotta keep you gotta keep having goals higher than you've already achieved yeah. or how you difficult. It's yeah. very
1: painful for your uh, maybe not for your ego but for your self confidence. Totally, because you always feel okay. I'm not good enough because I want to achieve always more. So, but anyways, it's, for us, it was the only driver to go further and yeah. to reach more than others.
0: Fantastic. And, and 300 employees is a lot of human beings. How, what advice would you give yourself if you could talk to yourself when you had zero employees in order mm-hmm. to be great at hiring? For us i guess one of the most <clears throat>
1: things that that worked so we didn't try to build the culture of on purpose it was you know just as me and other like um, people who joined at, like at the beginning so we were tr- we were trying to to invite people to, the, to our team the ones who fit us for like you no know, we call they are like you no know, like they are vinties we right. have this definition so it means that they're you no know, open minded achievers um, relaxed, they don't go with a suit to the to the office and they don't have this expectation uh, they usually want like you no, know, one man show that you can like do, okay it's, I can do marketing, I can wash some dishes if, if it's necessary I can do everything and at the end, so finally we created a very very like nice team culture and it was now then there are 300 people I think that this is that was one that was one of the biggest investment, like time and effort investments that we ever made. Like because now it's like you know, because it's still like um, homogeneous, I don't know how to say it. Right. And it's still like, you know, the culture that's, that invites certain people that we need. And then it's like, we are not like, you no know, different people, but we, are, we have the same goal and the same or similar va- values and, and ambitions. So it's...
0: And you're talking a little bit about your internal team culture. What is uh, the culture of your community and how do you continue to build community for Vinted? Then you see community, so it's not team, but it's outside. the outside community. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, actually, um, we have 30 million, 30 million members at the moment. Thirty million members. Yes, yeah. and and what we see, we by letting people to communicate with each other, it's by definition creates a feeling of community and uh, because at the beginning we tried some artificial ways how to make the community but after all we made lots of researches and we found well even though people don't uh, uh, talk in forums or just don't even meet uh, but just ship uh, via post items they're still part of community and we said okay so it's even much more like you don't have to do some artificial you know features to have community because well the idea itself. I go to you because I want your like, shoes, and this is how we talk. We, we have something in common. That's that's it. It's tough. Right.
0: And what's one piece of um, advice that you've received in your in your journey as an entrepreneur that you'd like to embark with everybody here at Tech Chill?
1: Um, one thing that I repeat to myself, like then you think it's very difficult and and you want to give up because it was maybe six times i wanted to say, okay i'm leaving it's too difficult for me and i stayed and i was like oh my god it was the best decision i ever made so reconsider if you want to quit i i mean reconsider if you want to run away because maybe it's not worth maybe it's still worth to continue so maybe this one would be my
0: my and, advice and to your point being an entrepreneur is so difficult and it's not what you know television and magazines um glamorize it to be why do you choose this life um why is this life meant for you
1: i haven't chosen this life so it chose I, you yeah because i feel uh, the same way if you see like you no know, if you would see me like 10 15 years ago so i was nothing but like for sure i wasn't a business person and i never imagined myself in business so i was you no know, if I had to be on this stage like 15 years ago, so it's, oh my, I wouldn't be here <laughs> because I was shaking voice and I would I wouldn't wouldn't be able to say a sentence, and and I trained myself like well it's it's you know I like to create and I feel I create and I and I'm twinted. and then you do this like then those magazine conferences right. like no just around you but it's not the core because the core is creation that you do
0: so how can people stay in touch with you where they where can they find you online <laughs> i think it's linkedin LinkedIn? Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for being a part of the Women in Tech Podcast. Again, my name is Esprit Devora, and this episode has been powered by Simplecast. I am so, so, so excited to be a part of Tech Chill. As I said, I love Latvia, and this is just such a great community, and you have so such a beautiful network of people to get to know and accelerate together. If you need help reaching the US, always feel free to reach out to me at Esprit Devora on Twitter. I will see here you guys in the next episode. Bye. (laughs) Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution every little bit counts. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision.